the evolution of the one-man band, Gospel According to Al Green, and many more. Again, that's the Northwest Film Center's Real Music Festival from January 18th through February 16th at the Witzel Auditorium, 1219 Southwest Park Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. And this is KBOO Portland. It's creeping up on 10 o'clock in the a.m., which means in just a moment we'll be hearing Valley Views looking at how the two-political party system thrives while freedom of choice dies. We'll round out the hour with flashpoints from our friends at KPFA in Berkeley and Pacifica Radio. At 11, Radio Zine host Ken Jones talks to the authors of Formosa Moon, the story of their move from Portland to Taiwan. And at 11.30, Making Contact explores safe, at-home abortion options and the growing movement for self-managed abortions. And this is all possible due entirely to the support of the members of the KBOO Foundation. You're not a member of the KBOO Foundation? You can correct that oversight right now at kboo.fm. You click on the word Donate. Right now, here is Valley Views. Hi, I'm Dale Holliday coming to you from Corvallis, Oregon in the bountiful Willamette Valley. Welcome to my show, Valley Views, a forum for sharing relevant topics relating to people and issues in the Willamette region. Hi folks, thanks for joining us today. I'm here today with my husband, Max Mania. He recently ran as an unaffiliated candidate for Benton County Commissioner and unfortunately lost. I operated as his campaign manager. Few actually put their bodies, reputation, and lives on the line by running for office. It's downright brutal, especially if you are not a party machine candidate. Years ago, Max was successful in his bid for Port Angeles City Council in Washington State, taking the good old boys in that former logging town by surprise. He displayed the kind of leadership that people talk about wanting in their elected officials. He spoke for the citizens, embraced and modeled transparency and fiscal responsibility, and was the lone elected official speaking up in opposition to the foreign multinational that owned the last mill in town, a corporation that ran Port Angeles. Max decided to offer his leadership and experience to Benton County, what we both thought could be a positive game-changing event. I say game-changing because the exclusively democratic leadership on the county commission during the past 20 years has led to Benton County having the worst income inequality in Oregon. So I'd like to welcome Max to the show. Okay. Well, today we'd like to, I'd like to talk a bit about social media and the role it plays in a campaign. Well, and the, the press in general. Well, just here's a, a little story that might be helpful if you're if you're running for office you're idealistic you're energetic you're concerned about the issues informed and ready to go and so that's what I was and I was also experienced as well having held a public office having done this before and so when it's getting close to the primary being over here which meant it was getting close to when I could turn my signatures in and become a legitimate candidate and I got a call from the reporter 
reporter at the new local paper here and saying he wanted to talk. So we, we got uh, our phone appointment set. And here I'm thinking, because we're getting close to this new marker, the, the primary will be over, and so we're going to enter the general election campaign, and I'll be a candidate in that. And the, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's going to call me and ask about my plans, my platform, what I think about local politics. And we get on the phone, and the first thing he says to me is, well, so I've got your divorce papers here in front of me. Uh-oh. And so it, it's that kind of thing. You've got to be prepared for totally unnecessary nastiness. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the local paper here, the Gazette Times, when during the primary, did a, a gotcha piece on one of the Democratic candidates during the primary. Shocker here, folks, she had she had done drugs when she was a teenager. Or bought them. Yeah, she was in possession did. of some drugs yes. when she was 18, which was over 30 years ago. Yeah, on the and, other coast. Uh, and they did a, this front page, like, expose style thing. It's just, it has nothing to do with yeah, it was now. it was brutal. And it's like, yeah, 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 I had a divorce. It was unpleasant. Would rather not have gone through it. But people go through divorces. And the fact that the press is going to focus on stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's unfortunate. Sales papers. And, you know, social media is just something that's even worse. It's poison. It's gossip. People think about it as, you know, a way to stay informed or in touch. But, boy, you've got to be prepared for the, the negative echo chamber that it, that it represents in a campaign. Mm-hmm. On one hand, yes, you can be out there and you can get out there. But on the other hand, it is ideal for spreading lies, disinformation, smears, because it's there 24 hours a day. No one is moderating it. It's a nightmare. Yeah, and just I'm just going to insert here. Max and I are not Facebookers. No, I mean, we're we, not, we, we don't like social media. We don't deal with social media. We don't like it. We don't but have it, it. You know, again, it's one of these things in a campaign that you can't ignore it. You you probably do need to engage it, but you also have to be prepared for it to be a, a, anything good it can bring to you. It can bring an equal amount or a larger amount of negativity. It's it's very complicated in my case, but to sum mm-hmm. it up again. Having been an elected official in Washington state and having stood up against this multinational corporation that owned the mill that basically ran the town when they wanted to do something that I believed would harm the health and environment of the community, and I stood up and, and said, no, yes. ironically, that mill is now closed mm-hmm. and gone. When, I, when you challenge the status quo, I challenged the status quo in Port Angeles and stood up this corporation, which brought a lot of negative attention towards me. There were trolls, there were right-wingers, people very invested in the mill and that identity of the town mm-hmm. who have harassed me ever since. I mean, I've left the state and they are still harassing me. And they inserted themselves in social media here. When they learned that I was running, they got busy. They started this negative echo chamber, this, mm-hmm. this horrible rumor mongering. I still don't know the parameters of it, but it was it was uh, impossible to miss after a certain point. I am not someone who naturally engages in social media. I have people who put a Facebook page together for me. I'm very grateful for that. It was necessary. For the campaign. I just, it, uh, social media is something that people, it, it's not rational. And again, this is what I was talking about. It's like you're, you're, you're talking about an emotional approach to something where, in theory, you want to be rational, yeah. which is electing an official to mm-hmm. shepherd a budget that represents your values. Yes. What resulted is that people looking at social media, they see words versus seeing the real person, you, someone they've known for years, right, worked right. with, supported. And so people who've known you. 
people you've worked beside, volunteered beside mm -hmm. for years. Broken bread with people, them. People, yes, you've broken bread, been to their house, had them to your house, call them friends, consider them friends. Yet, in our new, exciting, modern world of living our lives online, something that someone in a, on a Facebook page says can carry more weight uh, than knowing you. And I had so many cases of people who I know had heard negative things about me, most of which were totally false, but they never asked. They went with whatever they heard on Facebook. Yes. They never asked me. Mm -hmm. I, I knew this was out there, and I actively engaged people, saying, you know, if you're hearing stuff, if you have concerns, contact me. Literally, one person did, and that was after a great deal of mm -hmm. sort of badgering people, saying, hey, when you're hearing stuff, ask me mm -hmm. about it. Don't mm -hmm. just believe it or don't just pass it on. And then I was also in a position where I don't like social media because I think it's gossip. I think it can be very poisonous. Yes. But then oh, I had someone I considered a friend who was on social media saying how suspicious it was that I wasn't. He's on there spreading lies about me mm -hmm. and then saying it's suspicious I'm not on there. I'm trying to avoid answering for these things when in fact it's like, no, I don't like being on there because the very thing you're doing, which is just spreading misinformation without checking with the source in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's 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 really poisonous, but you've got to be able to, to navigate it or just negate it somehow mm -hmm. if you're a candidate because the first thing that happens when you run for office, no matter where, no matter what office, no matter if it's a contested race or not, you put a target on yourself. Someone is not going to like that's who right. you are, what you represent, you know, and sometimes it's a major party that's coming after you. In my case, I had a multinational corporation out of Japan coming for me, and that will have repercussions for your campaign and possibly for your life. Yes. Again, you know, the fact that I said, I said no to the Nippon Corporation. Right. And that was about 10 years ago, and it still has repercussions for my life today. So Absolutely. So you have to be prepared for these things. And I did notice, too, the social media, the uh, the ugly, uh, the attacking social media cranked up after uh, what I assume the Democratic Party and whatever powers it be noticed that, you know, right. you've got you've got something on the ball. It's it's after the, the forums started. Right, and after I'd gotten these endorsements that the Democrats clearly were anticipating getting for their candidate. Mm -hmm. But again, it's hard when you're candidate doesn't show up. When the Our Revolution folks here, the, the Bernie folks, they held a forum for, for county commissioner candidates to determine who they'd endorse, and the Democratic candidate didn't, didn't show, show up uh, and expected to get endorsed. Well, he didn't. I did. And mm -hmm. the same thing happened with the, the Democratic Socialists. The same thing happened with the, the union endorsement I got. And so, yeah, at a certain point, they woke up and said, uh-oh, uh -oh. we've got a problem. Right. And that's when it happened. Mm -hmm. You you felt a, a, a there was disturbance a shift. in the force. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, if you're going to run for office, uh, there's a book I'm just finishing reading now, and I would really recommend it. It's mm -hmm. called Who Can You Trust? How Technology Brought Us Together and Why It Might Drive Us Apart. It's something that I would recommend anyone running for office read. It's called Who Can You Trust by Rachel Botsman. It, and it just gets into this whole idea of we've gone from a, a culture where we have local trust to institutional trust, things like the, the police and schools and government, yeah. to now we have something she calls distributed trust, and that is social media. Someone online you may have never seen or met who may not even exist says has more value to you in shaping your trust than someone you may know, someone who may literally live next to you. To me, it's creepy and very 
very disturbing. This is how elections are run and decisions are made. So when people see these politics that are so poisoned, think about the role social media plays in that. And now the press was definitely a negative experience here too, but say, you know, for good or for bad, the traditional press is dying. Yes. You know, just since we've lived here, we've seen our, our local paper literally physically shrink. Social media, love it or not, is is the new media. Uh, you've got to be able to navigate that. And uh, for me, that was something where that I was uh, not prepared for. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am. Yeah, we deal in reality. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I was great in the forums and face-to-face. -face, Absolutely. All that sort of thing. You ask me a question, I've got it. If you want me to just be posting stuff 16 uh -huh. times a day to show that I care, that's not who I am. And I'm not concerned about my online reputation as much as I guess I should have been. I, I'm more concerned with the actual physical nuts and bolts, the moving parts, not just the, it's a difference between the rational reasoning part of you that is going to be expected to work on a budget, say, versus the emotional experience of, you know, a cute picture of a puppy. Mm -hmm. Oh, here he is volunteering somewhere. Uh, here's a picture of him doing something I can identify with. Well, you're electing mm -hmm. people to do things you don't identify with because how many <laughs> of you want to go work on a budget? And uh, that's the ironic thing. Like I said, for me, it is a very rational, reasoned mm -hmm. thing to do. I tried to be sort of a Vulcan about it. Mm -hmm. so, like This is the logical thing to do. But it was also a hugely emotional experience because you know you're asking people for time for money mm -hmm. for, to volunteer but but the thing that you're really asking them to invest in you is trust and hope as someone who is kind of cynical and who's an introvert I really value those I understand that the people don't or at least shouldn't give those lightly and that's a big burden so you got to be ready you got to be prepared for the emotional side of it because that's huge mm -hmm, mm -hmm. huge and there's a lot of peaks and valleys you yeah. great days and you'll have lousy days. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I take from it is it, it saddens me because here we are back in the two-party system again. I don't see this country getting out of this two-party system. No, no, no. But again, these systems exist to perpetuate themselves. Yeah. And you see that enacted in every every way, every level. Exactly. Voter suppression on, on the right and the silencing of, of progressive voices and minimizing of progressive right. ideals on the left. And working to get Democrats into the seats is not working. Oh, no. I mean, to me, the best thing we could have here is something that explodes the two-party system. And that doesn't just mean a three-party system. That means mm -hmm. a multi-party system. Because that forces people to work together. Yes, if no one's got a clear majority, and that's how you get stuff done. Yeah, that's like, what I did on, even on the local level. City council, a small town of 20,000 people, that's how you get things done. A country of 400 million people, that should be how we get things done. Mm -hmm. That way we're not uh, pushed towards trying to build walls, either literally or metaphorically. It's like a parliament system yeah, that they have. Right, right. You've got 30%, you've got 10%, yes. we got 12%. Yeah, there we you all know. got to work together. Well, Max, I want to thank you so much for being here. I know the both of us have been down this road and there's so much more that oh, I know yeah. that you could share just to give people a, t a taste of what this was all about. I hope uh, we'll help some folks and some, some insights into what it really means to campaign and run for an elected office. Right. If I could leave people with just one thing, whether you're on the right or the left, don't invest in the two-party system. Work hard. To, to create something better. I like That's it. That's the only way we have hope for actual change. Yeah. Don't believe the lies from either side. They exist to perpetuate themselves. Well said. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Dale.
listening to Valley Views. I'm your host, Dale Holliday, and I'd love to hear from you. Comments, questions, ideas for future topics, or other matters you would like explored. Email me at valleyviews at kboo.org. That's D-A-L-L-E-Y-V-I-E-W-S at kboo.org. Special thanks to Chad Howard from Corvallis Access Media for his technical assistance and support. I look forward to being with you again next time. And remember, as Doctor Who once said, I'm not in charge, but I'm full of ideas. Bye! And that was Valley Views. Dale Holiday out of Corvallis, Oregon, down the Willamette Valley. Thank you so much for bringing that to us, Dale and Max. And I'm privileged, honored, as well as contractually obligated to extend the thanks of KBU and the KBU community to one of our friends and neighbors who is instrumental in supporting KBU in general during this time slot in particular. This is how it happens. The community gets involved in a way that makes sense for them. So I'm going to tell you that support for KBOO programming comes from Darkside Cinema and 